are now listening to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and along with me today, as usual, is my partner in crime, the one, the only, the Irishman himself. Connor Sheeran, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Jesse? Very excited, finally. Some something to be happy about, and not just come on the podcast like a mope. Finally, just, talk, just be sad for like forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we finally have something to be excited about, and for good reason, because our Lord and Savior, the Second Coming Himself, Sam Darnold, was back. And boy, was he back. So back. On Sunday. So back. Um, Sam Darnold was back. And I mean, Connor, it was, it was, we watched a different football team on Sunday. Sam Darnold, 23 of 32, 338 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. That was kind of his fault, but also a miscommunication between him yeah. and Crowder. I'm not losing any sleep over that interception because at the end of the day, the Jets won the football game. That's and all that matters. It was a hell of a football game. Exhilarating. Mm-hmm. The first half was just, uh, we haven't seen anything like that in years. And then the <laughs> second half was something that we've seen quite a, quite a few times. Um, you know, blowing a lead or not blowing a lead, but it just feeling Coming like, very close to blowing a lead. Feeling like everything was going wrong and the, the sky was falling once again but it wasn't even it, it. It didn't even feel like it did during the Bills game, where it was just inevitable, mm-hmm. and you knew that the Jets were going to lose. This time, it was more of like, all right, like we've got a, we've got a, a two possession lead here. Like Sam's at the helm. At least for I can speak for myself and only myself right now. But I felt nervous, but I still felt confident that the Jets were going to still win this game, even if the Cowboys tied it up because. Sam Darnold is the quarterback, and what that kid did, and I can call him a kid because I'm two years older than him, what that (laughs) kid did on Sunday was nothing short of magic. I mean, I hit the nail on the head right there. I'm not going to say that I wasn't, I was like confident that even if the Cowboys tied it up that the Jets would pull it out because it is the Jets. Uh, I was saying to my roommate that right before the, the Cowboys did the onside kick, at the end of the game, that Nat, Jim Nance said something along like the lines of like the last like seventy something onside kick attempts, only like four or five had been successful. And I turned to my roommate and I was just like, "Yeah, watch this. This is gonna be the sixth. I guarantee you that, that the Cowboys are gonna get it." And then lo and behold, bam, bounces right off to Marius Thomas' chest, like almost have a heart attack. And then even when they had the ball and they were just doing the kneels, I still thought I was like, they could fumble the snap. Like they get like an illegal formation call, they lose it down or something along those lines. They have to punt it. Like until the clock hit zero, I was not confident about a Jets win. That's just so. That's partially on me being the depressed fan that I am. But uh, I admire you for being confident in our football team yeah, for once. Because I should have been. It but, wasn't no. even like confidence. It was just like the sky wasn't falling for me because I knew Fair. that like. Based on what, everything that we had seen in that first half, uh, he's the, Sam's the real deal. And, Very much, and we've been we've been hyping this kid 
up for two years now, and I know at least my friends that are Giants fans have been you know shitting all over him, saying you know he stinks, blah blah blah. Like throws interceptions, like when he threw that pick six, the first throw of his career. Oh my god, that was that was miserable, you know. And the sky was falling, um, but everything since then has just been he's been getting better and better and better. And there's a reason why every analyst, Dinerlovsky, like all these guys. Jack Del Rio picked the Jets to beat the Patriots on Monday, which we'll get to later. Did he really? He did. Oh, no. You know, and Stu Gotts and, and Diana <laughs> no. Rossini are Jets fans, and they were interviewing him at the time. They were like, you're not just doing this to, you know, appease us Jets fans. He was like, you guys are Jets fans? Like, he didn't even know. So he actually picked the oh, Jets God. to win a close one at home against the Patriots. We'll get to that later, though. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, he's a real-life quarterback, you know? and. He is. And the things that he was doing in that first half were it was it was really, really special. And nobody can say to me now with a straight face, or else I will laugh in their face, that Sam Darnold stinks. Because it's mm-hmm. so abundantly clear that he is good. He is hashtag good. It is so <laughs> obvious what he was doing on you just go back and watch the game. The throws, the footwork. And I have friends who are saying he has crappy footwork. Not every quarterback has good footwork on every single play because things break down. But when things break down, Sam Darnold is able to make things happen because mm-hmm. he, he because he has the arm talent, the arm strength. Then that's one of his uh, best. That's one of his biggest strengths. Yeah, it's is one that, of his biggest he strengths. He has that ability exactly. To do so. You know, and so uh, I mean, I don't care. He had an 113.8 quarter, uh, rating. Um, I mean, he was somehow. Dak Prescott had a better QBR than him, but QBR is a garbage stat, so I don't really well, he, care. He, I think it's just because he didn't throw any interceptions and he didn't turn. Like, right, that was that was pretty much it, probably. Right, Darnold had some passing touchdowns. But Dak yeah. had Dak's third, he ran it in, but he didn't throw for any, and you know. But, but yeah, so, I think it was just the interception. So, I want to go through. I mean, just we can go through the highlights real quick, and I mean, I just want to let like let the listener know that. Yes, we, we understand that you watch them, but I, I think everybody wants to go through these highlights. I've watched the 92-yard <laughs> touchdown like 100 times. And... Uh, uh, easily. <laughs> it, it, it's hardening back to the Denver game last year when that this very that very same duo, Darnold to Robbie Anderson, for like a right. same exact very long, very long touchdown, but not 92. Did it, was this, was it, it, was, it, was, it, was, the... it was a double move on, on I think, Roby Coleman. And, yeah. And right. it was just... Gorgeous. It was absolutely. It was uh, the play on Sunday. That was a was that the second longest play in Jets history, like for a touchdown. I think someone. I think they said. Yeah, there's something was, something close. It was to either that. first or second longest. And um, it's officially it's officially the longest play for a touchdown in the NFL this season. Just beat right. uh, beat Odell Beckham's against the Jets. So but I got think, that for us. But I think what we need to, to focus on here was the thing that we need to focus on here is. Not just how good Sam is and how good he's gonna be and how good he and and how bad the Jets have been without him, but the moment that we need to focus on wasn't any of those touchdowns. It was the very first pass of the game from him. He ran play action, and he connected with Demarius Thomas for I believe a set. It was a seventeen yard. Yeah completion and in that moment a wave of relief came over me because that was what it looked that's what it looks like to have competent quarterback play hit him on the run in a really tight window 
Well, Sam wasn't on the run. He was in the pocket, clean pocket, and it was a, a tight window. And then obviously the next play, he gets sacked for five yards, right? And then they run the ball on second and 15, and then incomplete the Robbie Anderson, they punt, right? I don't care if they punt him the first drive. Because that completion to Demarius Thomas, who, by the way, was a great addition and, and is going to be super helpful down the stretch yeah. of the season because they have a legitimate wide receiver three now who we can only, we can only hope he, he like has still has like some shred of, it looked like if he did. It looked like, Which, he I mean, did. I never, I never thought like him coming over here was going to be like detrimental to the team. It was just kind of like, Oh, okay. So Listen, he went to Thomas New England sucked. and Tom Grady is the greatest of all time, but Tom Brady is also not what he was 10 years ago where he was throwing the ball to Randy Moss like 60 yards of play, like every single time. Some people are going to consider that a hot take, but it's not a hot it's take. It's not. He dinks and dunks, he, and, you, and the offense... to watch any Patriot game from even last season. He like, dinks and dunks, he finds the open receiver, and he marches down the field. That's what he does. And you know what? The point of the game, the football, is to put points on the board, and that's what yeah. he does. And he's it the best, he's it's the not best even of like all time slight. at doing that. It's not a slight in his career or like you know he's 42 years old like, he doesn't it, have the arm strength he used to it's he's, gonna just, happen. he's like, just it's, the it's, smartest and best quarterback of all time and that's just exactly right. we're on the same page here yeah. that's sam darnold now gets demarius thomas who hasn't played with legitimate quarterback since peyton manning easily in 2015 well he played with the watson last season which what deshaun watson yeah wasn't he on the texans last season Yes, he was. You're right. Okay, well, I take that back. But yeah, even yeah. so, all right. So I mean, the the, the point still, the point still stands. He's still still got something left in the tank. And that first play of that of the game, that first pass, if if if, if you didn't have a wave of relief wash over you seeing that, because we didn't see anything close to that with Luke Falk, you know, just just having the confidence to be able to make that throw, it's so minor. When, in the grand scheme of things, when you when you're looking at it from a thousand feet above, but when you've seen Luke Falk and Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg and Mark Sanchez and who am I forgetting? There's Gino so Smith. Gino Smith play quarterback for your team over the last decade. Josh McCown, Josh Ryan McCown, Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I, I'm forgetting. I'm definitely forgetting some. Um, Greg McElroy. Yeah. Keep on, keep them coming as as, as, <laughs> as as you keep on remembering them. When you've seen that list of losers, Tim Tebow, when you've seen that list of losers go under center for the Jets, you know your boy KFC had the best point of the of the week. The quarterback position is the most important position in the history of the world. There is not a more important yeah. job to that profession. Like there's no, it's not even comparable. You know, the president, any, any the president, sport, the president has sport. the vice president. Okay. You know, yeah. something happens to the president, the vice president's there. Okay. <laughs> There's not a big drop off. Okay. Especially in this, in this regime. All right. Not a big yeah. drop off. Yeah. All right. You know, Obama <laughs> to Biden, not a huge drop off. Not a huge drop off. Sam Darnold to Luke Falk. Your entire organization crumbles. Yeah. It spontaneously combusts. <laughs> it's it is it's it's like it's almost unfathomable how much of a change there was. It, like I, went, I went into that game. We talked about this last week. We both said neither one of us were expecting to the Jets to win that game. Right. Like I was fully reserved for the fact that the Jets were going to start zero and six. 
Like I was like Cowboys and Patriots, both losses. First chance they're going to have it, like a, the first serious chance they're going to have it to win is against Jacksonville. Like I was expecting Darnold to come back, be rusty, and be like, you know what? That's fine. He obviously, you know, he had his thing for the past month, and that's going to obviously be detri- detrimental for his play. I've never been happier to be proven wrong. Oh, oh <laughs> to my say God. the least. Like, oh my goodness! Like, <laughs> like, never been happier to be proven wrong in my entire life. It is, it is the most important position in the history of jobs, yeah. and Sam Darnold proved it on Sunday once yeah. again, and it's been proven time and time again. You know. And it also shows how important it is that the Jets had Josh McCown last year mm-hmm. and they need to invest in a backup quarterback this offseason. Yeah. Because you look at you look at all these teams around the league, Carolina with with uh with with their quarterback situation, Cam Newton coming out and Kyle Allen coming in and being fantastic. You look mm-hmm. at New Orleans with Teddy Bridgewater, who the Jets should have never traded. Oh. Um and and you get him coming in and going four and oh for the for the Saints. Uh, right. you get Gardner Minshew coming in for Nick Foles and Minshew him being anything. fantastic. You know, there are other, t- uh, who, who am I missing? There was one other team, um, that had a backup come in. I'm looking through all the teams. I mean, Washington certainly doesn't fit uh, that. Uh, yeah, Daniel, Miami. Daniel Jones, I guess he's a yeah. backup. I mean, that doesn't really fit the mold as much. Um, no. I mean, that's really it. But, but, but up until Pittsburgh, yeah, Mason Rudolph. Down, he's been Mason but, Rudolph has been has been serviceable. You know, having he, a good backup quarterback. Out. I don't even know who's starting for them now. No, Mason was actually cleared, and he's going to be starting this week. Oh, he was. Yes, he's oh, cleared. Art Rooney the third, or whoever their owner is, came out and said that Mason will be starting. The yeah. owner had to come out and say that. Um, After that hit he took, yeah, <laughs> they had to remove the face mask. He looked like he was a leatherhead. Um, yeah. So. I guess the point we're trying to make in this long-winded roundabout way is that we are really happy that Sam Darnold is back as the quarterback of the New York Jets. The Jets are significantly better off because of it. And suddenly, there is hope for this organization. Life. There's life. And, I mean, I'm not going to go out and say, hey, what if they if they steal one against New England, season's back on. But if they steal one against New against England... New England. The season is back on. (laughs) I said said today, I was like, here we go. I'm shades of last week, expecting the Jets to lose. Uh, It is New England after all, and it's prime time. Jets don't normally fare very well in prime time. It's kind of like their thing. That's just the way it is. But But this is is different. This is a different quarterback, different team. Different quarterback, different team. But I said... If, you know, the Jets go in there, they lose, you know, whatever. But if Darnold performs and plays better than Tom Brady, like, just better stat line, better look overall, like, that does so much for, like, all of us just kind of as, like, a fan base. And, you know, we can at least say to the, you know, the Pats fans who would inevitably be, you know, talking down to us, be like, well, you know, this is only the second time he's played Tom Brady as a quarterback. And then the first time, yeah, the Jets got, you know, their doors blown off in New England. But he was probably the best part about that game, Week 17 last season. So uh, he was the only player that played well. So if he goes in there on Monday night and plays as well as he did uh, on Sunday, you know, as long as we can prove to, like, you know, the 
Patriots rest because it's prime time. It's national TV, only game on. Proves the rest, of, you know, the fans watching around the country just be like, okay, yeah, he's, he's real. a real deal. All right, I'm, I, have a, deal. I have a hot take for you that I'm gonna save for when we talk about the Patriots mat the matchup, the actual matchup at the at the end of the podcast. Um, so make okay. sure you remind me to give you give to give you my hot take. Um, always ready. I will give it to you. Um, yes, I, I am known at Gotham for giving my hot takes, um, <laughs> crucified sometimes. Um, but I stand behind every single one of them. You hear that Ethan and Dan, I stand behind all of them. All right. Um, so let's talk more about this Cowboys game. Um, there's so much to talk about. Uh, I want to get your, what, what was your favorite moment from the win? Um, and what was your least, I wouldn't say least favorite, but most concerning thing coming out of this game? Uh, I mean, obviously the favorite moment has to be the Robbie Anderson touchdown. I mean, I, I was sitting on my couch watching the game. My roommate was in the kitchen, he was cooking himself dinner. He's a giant fan. So he was like, you know, completely absent-minded, didn't really care one way or the other. I jumped up on the couch. I was screaming. I was like, oh, my God, this is like the greatest moment of my life type thing. And he's like, all right, all right, calm down. I literally yelled at him. and I was like, shut up, shut up. I need this. I need this. I literally <laughs> yelled out, I need this multiple times. That's how pathetic it sounded. But, yeah, so obviously that's the best moment. Uh, area most concern, it's tough to say, but uh, the, run, the, the running game on Sunday was not really there. Yeah. Uh, they uh, – and – Bell, Bell, I mean, maybe it was just a custom because they didn't need him to be out there, but he sat for two separate drives, I think, during the game. And every time it's just like, you know, maybe it, it was just because Darnold was playing so well that they, you know, like I was saying that they didn't need him out there. But uh, I would say probably that was a uh, an area of concern. Um, the defense played pretty well overall, considering who they were going up against. And you know, one of the best running backs in the league, Zeke, you know, they managed to kind of keep him relatively contained. He did yeah. have a touchdown and he ran for over a hundred yards, but they held him you kinda to go, yeah, yeah they you kind of go into that, that game thinking that that's what he's going to put up regardless. It's just how good he is. Yeah. Uh, and they made it work. You know, there was some times where, um, they had, they had a pretty good pass rush, even though they only managed to sack Dak Prescott the one time, uh, they were putting him on the ground a lot. I think they got game. eight quarterback hits on him like or that's, something that's around amount. that. And they yeah. held Zeke to 3.8 yards per carry, um, which is well yeah. below his average. So that was that was definitely impressive. Um, and it should only get better as C.J. Mosley gets on the field. Because um, um, he's – I mean, we all we all know and love Jamal Adams, and he's arguably the best safety in the NFL. But C.J. Mosley might be better than him um, at the linebacker yeah. position. Um, which is saying something. And, and they need they need it. if there's one major area of concern in the defense, it's inside linebacker right now. Right. And, and you know what? Neville Hewitt both presumed starters. Right. Like, and Neville Hewitt did get hurt last week. He got banged up and right. I don't even know who they put in to replace him. I can't remember uh, his name. But yeah. you know, Hewitt and Blake Cashman really have shown us something these past couple of weeks. Cashman got shook up a little bit. Too. Yeah, I but remember. even so, I mean, they've been playing really, really solid football at that middle, yeah. middle linebacker position. Um, and you know what? That's that's more depth than we thought we were going to have. Um, and we were all hyping up Blake Hashman, you know, before the season. Not even not right. hyping up, but like like saying, saying oh, like this this you know, kid, this kid could be something, you know. And he's turned out to be pretty good, right? You know, 
So he's a, he's a, a welcome addition to this defense. And as CJ Mosley gets back, he'll get even better because he's going to just keep on learning on the field um, from him. And then having Neville Hewitt there too, I mean, that's just really good. I agree. I think the uh, Robbie Anderson touchdown was probably the, the my favorite moment. Um, I mean, that just that whole sequence of getting that stop on fourth and two in the red zone. Quinn, Quinn and Williams coming in, mm-hmm. coming across the line and just oh, bulldozing man. people. And, cool. and shout out to Quinn and Williams, by the way. He had a hell of a game. Um, mm-hmm. Him and Leonard Williams both played really, really well. Um, Couldn't believe Yeah. And uh, I'm all for Leonard Williams performing well because that only ticks up that trade value. Right. So, and you know what? I mean, he... Leonard, just do it. You he, know, uh, cross- it's I, I people are like oh well the Cowboys didn't have their two tackles well you know Leonard Williams plays inside inside in, uh, defensive line you know he's an interior and defender so that means absolutely starting, nothing to me he did this against tackles are still better than the Jets offensive line so yeah he did this against Travis Frederick and and Zach Martin and and Co so you know I, I mean impressive um, right. but for me my favorite moment. Um, my favorite moment of the week of the weekend for this game um, was that that uh, that third touchdown drive they had, where mm. <clears throat> you're coming off that you, you get the touchdown, you force a punt on three plays, a three and out, and then you go 65 yards in six plays in a minute and 33 um, to end the, basically end the half. You know, Le'Veon goes four yards, Darnold goes gets a 11 yard pass to Griffin. For 11 yards, um, incomplete, and then you go 33 yards to Demarius Thomas um, over the middle. That that nice crossing route where he stepped up in the pocket and found him going up the left side, and mm-hmm. then another pass to Ryan Griffin for 12 yards, timeout, and then another pass to Griffin, who's really played well in the absence of Chris Herndon. Yeah, um, you know that was, and it just like Ryan Griffin's fine. You know he's not a good tight end. He's not a bad right. tight end either, but. It just shows you like how much Sam loves to hit it, target his tight end. And loves when, it. when yeah. Herndon gets back, that's going to be a lethal combo, yeah. um, for sure. So I love, I just love that sequence. Um, yeah. And then, I guess the thing that I was most, mo- I'm most worried about is just the secondary. Still, mm. um, you know, Dak Prescott looked, still looked pretty dang good um, yesterday or yesterday on Sunday. Um, you know, he went 28 for 40. 278 yards. I mean, they, they didn't, he didn't get a lot of <clears throat> long passes. Um, they only sacked him once and he, you know, he played pretty well though on third down. He was playing pretty well. Um, you know, the issue for the secondary, you know, they're really lucky that they have such two good safeties in yeah. Marcus May and Jamal Adams and Marcus May played fantastic on Sunday, making open field tackles coming up in the run game. He was really good. He covering. was really, really good. Yeah. He was really, really good. And obviously Jamal made the play of the game at the, on mm-hmm. the two point conversion. Um, but Marcus May, I mean, he is invaluable um, to this jets defense and they need him to stay healthy. Uh, but yeah, I would say just this, this secondary, you know, I, I, we didn't hear, um, we didn't hear Tremaine Johnson's name that many times. I mean, he had seven tackles, which you never want to see your cornerback have that many tackles because it usually means that they're not being targeted. Right. Um, but he had a pass defended. Um, you know, he had some really good coverage. It just, I mean, obviously the Cowboys not having Amari Cooper for the majority of this game, we, we, we kind of got away with one there. Uh, we Definitely got, did. We got lucky. Maybe getting pulled out. And there was a moment where I thought that Dak might be getting pulled because he went into concussion protocol for a, a brief right. uh, you know, moment. I mean, 
and I was like, oh, they're really going to get lucky this week. But. I mean, obviously I would have loved for the Jets to have traded for Jalen Ramsey or Minka Fitzpatrick or, or whoever um, mm-hmm. has been available so far. Um, but I'm also glad that they didn't because the Jets don't have a lot of – it's not like they have like an abundance of draft capital. I, yeah. would, I wouldn't – I would not – the Rams are a team that can afford to give up two first-round picks of their next two years because they're defending NFC champions. The Jets right. are one in four. You know, we don't know. Joe Douglas doesn't know what this team is yet because right. we've only seen them play together for a half as a whole, as a whole unit. Because right. CJ Mosley right. hasn't played since the second, since the first half of that Buffalo game, uh, or the third quarter, or three quarters as a three whole quarters, unit. Three quarters, yeah. You know, so we we still have a lot of learning we got to do um, about this team. We 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 we're not. I am not sure that this team is is good yet, but I certainly know that this team isn't bad. Um, right. 0-4 because of Luke Falk. And I wouldn't say Luke Falk. 0-4 because Sam Darnold wasn't playing. Not like right. Luke Falk did anything wrong. He just isn't that good. I'm not right. blaming him. He's just stinky. He's just crap. <laughs> he's just not, not built for the NFL. He's you know? not built for the NFL. You know, I heard the XFL is looking for quarterbacks. You can, you can go are. check that out. Your boy, uh, your boy Matt McGloin. He's going to be yeah. the quarterback for the, uh, what, the New York Defenders. Yeah, Matty McGloin. Former, another, former Oakland uh, Met, Raider. <laughs> another, yeah, another MetLife uh, cohabitant, the New York. Yeah. Are they, is, that, is that what they're playing? Is, are they playing yeah. in MetLife? Playing MetLife. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know, right? Holy hell. Yeah. They, should, they should be the New Jersey defenders. I mean, come on. What are we, what are we talking about here? Um, <laughs> come on. Don't have anything in New York? Come on. Yeah, but anyway, uh, your, point, your point about the run game, um, I mean, they only ran the ball 20 times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they only th- had – I guess, I mean, Sam only attempted the ball, like, only 32 passes. You know, yeah. the Cowboys outpossessed the Jets. They really did kind of outplay the Jets, and, you know, just it just helps having a quarterback who can make things happen. They did. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't like, I, what did I see? I saw another stat where pretty much, yeah, they owned every single part of the offensive, basically the, like every major stat in the game. You know, turnover differential, granted it was just, there's one turnover in the game. So I have the stat uh, you're talking about. Ready? Yeah. And because this has been circulating, this has to be it. NFL yeah. teams are 90 and one since 1991 when they win time of possession, total yards, turnovers, pick up 25 first downs, and convert at least 10 or more third down attempts. Dallas's loss to the Jets on Sunday is the only loss out of all of those 91 games. So. Good on you, Sam Darnold. <laughs> um, good on you, Jamal Adams. And you know what? Adam Gates called a hell of a game, too. I had no problems with the play calling at all. Greg Williams. I was going to say, more props to Greg Williams. Greg Williams was fantastic as the court, as defensive coordinator, dialing up blitzes when they needed to. The Jets got a ton of pressure. Um, they did have eight QB hits. Um, yeah. So that, that was what that was. Uh, Jordan Jenkins had three of them. Welcome back, Jordan oh, Jenkins. Uh, sack on uh, that that Cowboys last last Cowboys drive. Yeah, and then you know we I, I messaged you about this earlier, but I got to give a shout out to the, uh, he's he's become quickly becoming one of my guys, um, and I only learned his name today, so that's how my, that that is that is where I'm at right now with this guy. <laughs> but he is quickly going to becoming one of my guys if he keeps this up because one I love his name and two he played great against the Cowboys, right. Fulorunzo. Fatukasi. Yeah. Bolorenzo. 
I love <laughs> that name. Um, he played great four tackles. He had a solo tackle and three assisted tackles and a, and a quarterback hit. Um, if you don't know who he is, Fularonzo, I believe he is number 98 on the defensive line. Number 94, excuse me, on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. He is a 2018 draft pick. This is his second year at a UConn. I am... Oh, wow. He, he is older than me by a month, about. <laughs> which is just crazy to think about. You know? I know, right? Um, Trust me, uh, I still have trouble grasping the fact that my happiness and well-being is in the hands of a guy who's seven years younger than me, Sam Darnold. 22-year-old, <laughs> you old man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, Fuleronzo had a great game. Uh, I believe that he was in the lineup in general just because Henry Anderson was not. Mm-hmm. Um, get well soon, Henry. Um, yeah. Chuma Edoga had a tackle, which I find mm-hmm. interesting. I guess that was on the uh, the, interception. the interception. But yeah. I did see um, he was getting a little hype on Twitter. He's uh, he, he played pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a kid. He's, he's a rookie at a USC. Um, so he played with Sam Darnold. Um, I don't know how much he played with Sam Darnold. Um, mm-hmm. cause you know, in college, it's just a little bit different in how things work with, uh, upperclassmen getting a lot of the, um, a lot of the love. Um, but you know what, if he can turn out to be uh, a solid right tackle or if they put him at left tackle, uh, cause I know Beecham hasn't necessarily been healthy, but Brandon Shell has been a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adoga, I don't believe he let up a quarterback hit. Um, not but, in this, he had a terrible game against Philly, but, uh, this one he, yeah, he did. He played really well. He, he, he shut down DeMarcus Lawrence, who is, is who, no easy task. Right. And, and if you remember, if, if you Jets fans remember DeMarcus Lawrence, um, I believe it was after the Browns game or it might've been at, even after, even later than that, or more recent than that. Um, he posted a picture of like oh, yeah. these, like this person, like sitting like underneath a table or like at like eye level with the table with their eyes wide open, staring at like a Thanksgiving Turkey or something. And like, like a, a picture of like the jets on their schedule next to it, like lip it, licking his chops. I think it was, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was pretty recent. Cause yeah. uh, it was right after the Eagles game, I think actually. Um, but he was, he was licking his chops cause the Eagles sacked Sam Darnold 10 times. And uh, he didn't record a single quarterback hit against the Jets. So uh, good, on, good on you, Chuma Edoga. <laughs> uh, you know the USC boys balling out against uh, against the uh, the Cowboys. And then my final guy I want to give a shout out to is uh, my boy Sam Ficken hitting this field goal, one for one, baby. That's all that matters. Extra points, all extra points, three for three. That's all that matters. You know, you get your six points on the board and, and you know, those six points, that's <laughs> hitting that, field, that field goal. That's the difference that's in the all, game. Uh, it really, I mean, it was, he, uh, when you think about it, he, he won the game. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean they had driving uh, down the field. What's his and, face? I don't even remember what his, what his name is. Week one. Uh, Corey Vidic or whatever. Or yeah. He lost v- the game. Vidic. You see those field goals in that extra point. So yeah. You know, the Jets could easily be two and three right now. They could be. And if Sam Darrell never got sick, they could have beaten the Browns. They could have beaten the Eagles. The Eagles stink. All right. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends who are Eagles fans that probably have a lot to, that have a, probably have a lot to say about me saying that. But the Eagles <laughs> stink right now. Yeah. All right. And they definitely I mean, they probably they definitely would have lost the Patriots on the road. Um, yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, man, like the Browns, that was if, if Sam Darnold's playing, 
that's a completely different game. They were missing both their starting corners and the Eagles. They're missing their entire secondary, and they certainly wouldn't have gotten 10 sacks. You know, we, we saw what Sam Darnold can do to an offensive line, and he's energized the Jets' offensive line this week against a very good defense. Right. So, I mean, hey, man, anything's possible right now with Sam Darnold at quarterback. And all I got to say is the rest of the league needs to be on notice. Because if they, if, they beat, if they beat the Patriots this weekend on Monday, next week, next week, yeah, it's next week, not this weekend. Yeah, Monday, it's next yeah, week. Monday night. <laughs> it's Monday night. It's Monday night. Beat, if they win on Monday night, it's, uh, it's a whole new ball game, buddy. I, I don't even, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know what to do if they actually pulled out a win. And I hate that we're sitting here talking like this because the bar is already getting set high. No, no, no. The bar, we, no, we, I don't know about you, but I'm expecting a loss. In my I'm, mind, it is. Even though I'm expecting a loss, I still have like that kind of thought in my head that, because of how, and the thing is, is it's, we shouldn't even be thinking that way because they only the Jets only won the game by two points. It's not like they blew the Cowboys out of the no, water. But, but but this is a really good Cowboys team who everyone's all down on them. The Cowboys, their three losses are to Sam Darnold, a really good Saints team who mm-hmm. you know beat the Seahawks, right? Who everyone's yeah. saying Russ is the MVP. Well, right. Teddy Bridgewater went to Seattle and beat the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're, I mean, that's an impressive win. And then they beat, uh, who else? They, hold on. I'm, look, I'm getting up their schedule right now. Bear with me. The Cowboys, they lost to the Packers. The Packers, right. Those are yeah. two, I mean, that's, those are two of the best teams in the NFL. And then they lose to the Jets and everyone's like, oh, ha, 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 they lost to the Jets. Yeah. Well, yeah, you lost to the Jets who have one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. The right. Jets who went 0-4 are not the Jets who are 1-0 with Sam Darnold or 1-1 with Sam Darnold. Okay. Right. So right. it's a very different thing to lose to the. You lose at the Saints. You lose. Or they lost. Yeah, they lost at the Saints. You lose at home to the Packers, and you lose at the Jets. You probably should have beaten the Jets if you're the Cowboys. And I still think the Cowboys are going to be there when it's all said and done. I mean, they have a very difficult schedule, but they are still a very good team. But right. listen, all that no, all I know is that I am not dreading Monday night now. Me neither. You know, it's actually, and I, I love Sundays when the Jets don't play, even when they're good, because I don't even have to think about them. And now I just get to enjoy my Sunday watching Red Zone. Right. But I also have, like you were saying, I have Monday night to look forward to. You yeah. Know? I'm it's such a rare Monday night. So. I do not think they're <laughs> going to get blown out. Like everyone's yeah. like, oh, yo, this is going to be a blowout, blow, blow, blow. No. I think that the Jets are going to be competitive. And I think that this is going to be a very fun game to watch, and I am looking forward to it. He's right. it's going to be it's going to be tough. New England still has the best defense in the league, so the Jets' defense is going to have to step up. Uh, at the end of the day, it's still Tom Brady. He's yes. still going to he's still going to be there. He's still going to be. I know we we downplayed him a little bit earlier uh, on pod. It's still Tom Brady. He's still going to do what he does, and uh, you know the Jets. Defense, they've been they've played about as middle of the road as it probably uh, gets as far as uh, defense is concerned. I think they're like twelve, like thirteenth, fourteenth in terms of like you know overall defensive ratings. You know, I think everything something like that. Yeah, uh, something along those lines. So, but 
if by some miracle CJ Mosley actually played on Monday night, because Gase said today that they're going to try and do something, they're going to try and do individual drills with him tomorrow. So I'm fully expecting uh, him to not play. But if by some miracle he did, that is it. I've been stating also on the pod for a couple weeks now that I thought him coming back was just as important as Sam Darnold coming back because of the impact he had week one. So if by some miracle he he was able to play, then I'm really feeling a lot better about Sunday because we saw how good he is and how much of an impact player he is on, uh, in week one against the Bills. Right. So, oh, man, here we are. are. So hopeful. Are we ready to move on? <laughs> yeah, I think so. We are. Respect- we are. We're not burying the Cowboys game. Uh, we're putting that up on the mantle. Yes. And, uh, and that is our first win of the 2019 season. Hopefully we have many more podcasts where we're this cheery and excited about the previous game. And I have a feeling that we will, uh, especially in the next couple of – not in the next couple of weeks, but starting in a couple of weeks, there's going to be a stretch where we're going to have a lot, of, uh, a lot of fun talking about this team. Um, but for now, let's let's go over some news and notes of the week for this team. Um, we have some injuries that are going on. As of right now, linebacker C.J. Mosley, the, the biggest three are linebacker C.J. Mosley with his groin injury, Kelvin Beecham and Chris Herndon. Um, Chris Herndon has that hamstring injury. They're the biggest three question marks. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Mosley begins some individual work on Thursday. Um, Adam Gase called it a minute by minute thing. <laughs> so I yeah, guess right. Thursday. So today, cause that's me, is me posted on Thursday. So today, but he called it a minute by minute thing, which I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> um, <laughs> For week by week, day by day. Yeah. We're right. minute by minute with, with CJ Mosley. Um, <laughs> so Beecham, according to Rich Samini of ESPN, Beecham and Herndon are less likely to play, which means that Brandon shell, who we were just shitting all over, could make his first career start at left tackle. Oh my god! Um, It's not like the Patriots have a vaunted pass rush. You know, Trey Flowers isn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, As for the Patriots, uh, Josh Gordon did not practice on Tuesday after injuring his knee in Thursday's win over the Giants, but he'll probably play. Um, He was seen walking the day after the game. He had a notable stiffness, but he looked like he was walking more comfortably on Tuesday, according to Mike Reese of ESPN. Um, he projects as questionable for Monday, and then Philip Orsett, who missed Thursday's game with a hamstring injury, indicates that he has a better chance to play this week. Tight end Matt Lacoste, meanwhile, isn't expected to play due to a knee injury, which should thrust veteran Benjamin Watson oh. into the mix alongside second-year pro Ryan Izzo and recently signed former Jet Eric Tomlinson. Course, 100%. Of course, they mark it down. Yeah, he's scoring a touchdown. Yeah, he's absolutely scoring (laughs) either him or Ben Watson. They're scoring touchdowns. Yes, Um, yeah, that's gonna happen. So, those are the news and those are the injuries on the injury front. Hopefully, they get uh, they get some some good news on the injury front. Um, and the major one, uh, the major one, assembly. Yes, he's probably not gonna play, but you know, Alex Lewis, when he's getting surgery. So he's definitely yeah. not playing. Yeah, he's definitely not playing. Oh, he's getting surgery. Yeah, he's getting surgery. So okay. he might be. So who who knows when he'll be back? Well, you know he'll what? be all this season. But he's been honestly, he's been underperforming. And Alex Lewis stepping up. I'm, like, I'm sure you were about to say he's, he played pretty well. Yes, he's been playing really well. He's been the highest graded according to Pro Football Focus. Which every time I bring up Pro Football Focus, I yeah. have to say we take it with a grain of salt. But it's, good, it's a good grade for a Jet. Thumbs it's up. Actually- 
Thumbs uh, down. Pass. Thumbs down. Who cares? It's pro football. Uh, worse. Yeah, but, exactly. But you know what? They gave him a good grade, pass rushing grade. Um, you know, he was able to. He hasn't given up any sacks. He's been very, very good. Um, and you know what? That is that is all you can ask for. Um, for a guy that the Jets traded for, Joe Douglas's first move, uh, with the team, and it's been panning out. So that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a former offensive lineman himself, I'm and a former head scout, you know, for Super Bowl championship teams, guy knows what he's doing. All right. Um, so, I mean, I'm just, obviously the season's still going on, but I'm always going to be excited for this first off season, uh, with Al, with, uh, Joe Douglas getting yep. to get his hands dirty and, uh, and, and really, uh, dig into this, uh, this roster and make it his own, um, on their notes, the Jets did move up in ESPN's power rankings, and I'm sure they moved up across every other website's power rankings, one or two spots, taking down the Cowboys, who are probably in the top ten of everyone else's power rankings. Um, so if you care about power rankings, there you go. Whatever. There you go. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Oh, so I didn't realize this, um, and you mentioned it before, so just a second ago. So he's done for the season, Osemele? I mean, by for all intents and purposes, I mean – Right, so then they can just cut him in the offseason, save all that yeah. money, and then just yeah. use Lewis, which is good news. Okay, cool. Like, as long as Lewis keeps so trucking along. Yeah, so, so. He has an 11, he's making $11.4 million next year. They got three games right. out of him. <laughs> they, give him a, they give him a fifth and a sixth rounder. Or they give him yeah. a fifth rounder, and they receive a sixth, who was Blessing and Austin uh, yeah. from Rutgers. Um, I mean, it was... <laughs> it was, I mean, it was uh, kind it was, of... It was, it was a Cagnan trade. It was a McCann yeah, trade. Yeah, and it was also one of those things. We like they knew he was he had gotten hurt. You know, I, th- I think he sat down, sat out all of 2017 or something like that. He had, he was he had some he had an injury uh, injury history. So this isn't terribly surprising. It was kind of one of those. It's like when they had traded for Ryan Clady a couple of years ago, I where uh, yeah, he had he had a, yeah he he had some good years with. Uh, Clady had some good years with the Broncos, and then he came with the Jets, and, and you know he was all right, but he was just same thing, just ton of injuries, so just didn't pan out, and it's not like that's what's happening here too. Right, right. Um, uh, and so yeah, I mean those are the, yeah. the main news and note news and notes, enunciate um, for the uh, for the Jets. Um, you know nothing as far as the Jets are concerned. You kind of uh, covered everything. Um, really biggest hope is that obviously Mosley and Herndon can play, but, uh, sounds doesn't, I'm not holding out hope that either one can play, but obviously the Jets also looked like, you know, as sounds like Herndon's just going to be a sort of a cherry on top type of thing because right. hell Darnold did pretty well. And, uh, one of the uh, things I noticed, uh, that came into play a lot was how, uh, he got everyone involved. Yeah, as far as who especially was, in the first who was catching those balls, especially in the first quarter. You know, Crowder, uh, obviously Robbie Anderson, Marius Thomas, Ryan Griffin, all these guys. You know, Le'Veon, all these guys that were catching balls. Uh, you know, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, a, uh, he was that. That's a, a great sign of a good quarterback because that means he's going through his progressions and he's not staring people down, uh, a la Luke Falk. So. Um, as much as like the, everyone wants Herndon back, because we know how big of a playmaker he can be, and how much that connection him and uh, him and Darnold have is, you know, how great that is. If he doesn't play, 
it's probably not it's not the worst thing in the world they wait to just get him back to full strength right as long as he's healthy for that stretch where they play the redskins the the raiders the 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 giants like that 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 whole stretch as long mm-hmm. as that's the case miami. miami right yeah as long as that's the case um you know we just we need him back yeah um and healthy so no doubt um all right let's move on it is officially Patriots week. Patriots, 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 Patriots. Um, that is all that we care about. Um, I we, we've, we've talked about this already during the podcast. We, we've alluded to this game, but now we can really get into the into the the meat here of, of this matchup. Um, the biggest thing for me in this game, um, outside of Sam uh, of Sam Darnold, is how is this linebacker group going to handle? the dink and dunk offense of the Patriots, because if there's one thing that Tom Brady likes to do is utilize his running backs. Um, I am very confident in the Jets safeties to be able to contain this. There's no more Rob Gronkowski you have to worry about. So you're not wasting Jamal Adams or not wasting, but you're not using Jamal Adams on, on Gronk anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're going to have to be, you're going to use Jamal Adams um, who has, I'm pretty sure I saw uh, a, a graphic the t- uh, earlier today that said that he has the highest coverage grade out of any safety in the NFL so far. Um, really pro football focus to so take it with a grain of salt, but, <laughs> but it is still, it's still a stat that is out there. Nice. He has become a very, very good all around safety. And I continue to say he's the best safety in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So you need Jamal and Marcus may covering Rex Burkhead and James white out of the backfield. And, um, and everything that they do, um, you know, the guy that you really need to key on outside of those two guys is Julian Edelman. Um, cause you know, Always. You, you know, Tremaine Johnson, uh, he, uh, he, he'll, he'll be covering Josh Gordon or Philip Dorsett and I'm sure they're going to get, the, they're going to get theirs versus him. But the one guy that we really, you really need to key on is Julian Edelman. And thankfully the only good secondary player like non non safety secondary player the Jets have had has been Brian Poole, who's yep. who's been really really good for them in this in the slot, um, and he needs to have a really big game to shut down Julian Edelman, um, because if you can stop this Patriots offense, um, I mean all you have to worry about is this defense, which happens to be the best defense in the NFL. Um, yeah, but I mean. With Sam, you you just need to give him a little bit of time back there, and he can make his throws. Um, yeah. For you, what's your biggest concern heading into this week? It's always the Brady Edelman connection because for some reason, year after year after year after year, teams, the Jets obviously included, they can't seem to figure out that Brady loves throwing to Julian Edelman right across the middle. They send Julian Edelman up and they send him across the middle of the field for some reason he's always seems to be open and brady just hits him for eight nine ten twelve yards mm-hmm. every time it happens a dozen times a game and it is the most one of the most infuriating things to watch because i just don't understand how teams haven't been able to adapt to it yet probably just because they're trying to play man on him and these guys can't like you know the jets just haven't had guys been that have been able to keep keep up with them and right. play play you know uh, defense on them. But you know it's it's frustrating. It's always a big concern, and just Tom Brady in general is always you know as much as you know the Patriots defense is currently the best in the league. 
uh, Tom Brady is always the biggest concern when right. you're playing the Patriots. Right, and you and know. obviously we're not we're not writing off this Pat's defense just because Sam Darnold had a one good game. And we're not just—it's not just one good game. I mean, he's had a, like a nine-game stretch where he's been really, really fucking good. Um, yeah. But obvious, like it's—it it doesn't need to be said. Like obviously, the quote-unquote biggest challenge is—is—it's—it's—it's it's, it's Brady uh, every single time. But this this Patriots defense is a problem, Connor. Um, it is. They have the best cover cornerback in the NFL. They got. Southern Miss standout Jamie <laughs> Collins back on the roster, who's looking like the NF, the, the NFL's defensive player of the year. Um, Dante Hightower is doing Dante Hightower things. Patrick Chung is playing great. I mean, they just they are a dominant defense. The McCourty is like they 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 have won me multiple fantasy matchups. Um, it is it has been an impressive start for the Patriots defense so far. Um, the biggest thing for me for this Jet offense is the, the matchup between Robbie Anderson and Stefan Gilmore because it used to be where, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast the last matchup, but it used to be where Robbie Anderson, I mean, Stefan Gilmore would kind of cover, he would stay on the left side and he would just cover whoever when he came to the Jets because they didn't really have a guy that was worth following around. Right. If you watch the game against Dallas, Robbie Anderson runs every route in the route tree now, one through nine. All right. And if you know about football, you know what the route tree is. There's nine routes that there's nine basic routes that every NFL wide receiver runs. Right. And, uh, shout out to Brad Kaufman, my boy, uh, who, who taught me the route tree back when we were playing intramural football, uh, (laughs) at Penn state. So the route tree is a very, very important, uh, thing that all wide receivers know. Robbie Anderson only used to run one route, and that was the go route. All right, or at he least runs, what it felt like. He runs all nine now. He runs all nine routes, and I'm sure there's more than nine. There's there are more than nine routes you can run. All right, but the basic ones are one through nine. You know, oh. he runs all nine now, and. One thing that if you watched in the in the Patriots game, the first one, Stefan Gilmore followed Robbie everywhere. Now, obviously, right. there wasn't a guy that was worth throwing worth a damn throwing to him. You know, so he wasn't really getting he was getting open. He just wasn't getting the ball thrown to him. He had like three catches for like eleven yards that game. Right. But he got open that game. So if Robbie Anderson can win enough of those matchups against Stefan Gilmore, you know that Jamison Crowder is going to get open. You know that Demarius Thomas is going to be able to, you know, make some plays on those screen routes that he loves to run, right? Right. If Robbie Anderson can get open and and take the top off this defense, you know, the Jets don't have Chris Ivory running the ball anymore. They don't right. have they don't have Isaiah Crowell running the ball anymore. <laughs> you got Le'Veon freaking Bell back there. You take the top off this defense. You know, the Cowboys weren't giving Sam Darnold too much respect to begin the game. Right, and then they started really showing him a little bit of respect in the second half. They need to get Le'Veon Bell going, and if that only happens if if Robbie Anderson can get the top off this defense and really strike some fear into that New England secondary. Mm-hmm. That's a that's I think it's going to be important that they got to come they got to come out hard and fast like they did against Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you said, it's going to. No one does adjustments better than Bill Belichick. No one does anything better than Bill Belichick as right. far as coaching is concerned. There's a reason he's Bill Belichick. But you come out hard and fast and you just kick New England's door in and you use every every single 
uh, plot, weapon, whatever, what have you, in your toolbox. Uh, you do whatever you can to just try to outsmart them as you know as as much as you possibly can, and you maybe get an early advantage on New England, and you you try to do exactly what you did in the Dallas game, and you just try to you know you knock them back briefly, and you know that if you do have a lead going into the second going into the second half, that New England is going to come back and you know they're going to come back and get you. Yeah, you know, right. it's just that's just the way it is. So you're never gonna you're never ever ever gonna beat New England handily. If the Jets somehow managed to pull out a win on Monday night, it would be similar to the Dallas game that it would end up being very close. So yeah, you just got to try to do what you can to surprise them. Unfortunately, Adam Gase is, you know, Bill Belichick has faced Adam Gase before when Gase was with Miami. So he has a general idea of what Gase is capable of and kind of what his scheme sort of look like. So it's going to be a little tough to surprise him, but with Sam Darnold, with Le'Veon Bell, with you know the guys that they do have, I think that they got a chance to catch them off guard, and that's going to be pretty key uh, if they hope to to do something Monday night. All right, are you ready for my hot take? Oh yeah. Oh, here it is. Drum roll, drum roll, please. Can we can we get a drum roll? I'm, I'm drum rolling. <laughs> no, stop I, the drum roll. We don't need the drum roll. We don't need the drum roll. Ready for this? My hot take is that Sam Darnold. Will outplay Tom Brady on Monday night. He will outplay him on you national te- on national television. He will be the best quarterback at MetLife Stadium on Monday night. Forget it. No, for the for the whole weekend because the Giants are there Sunday Sunday in the afternoon. So we're saying he's playing better than Daniel Jones. Yeah, and he's playing weekend. better than Kyler Murray. He's going to be the best quarterback in MetLife next week. He'll be the best quarterback in MetLife. In week seven, seven, yeah. seven, five, I think it's seven, six. Yeah, week seven. Yeah, of week seven of the NFL season, Sam Darnold will be the best quarterback to play at MetLife Stadium. That is my hot take. I think that we're gonna see. It's the, the torch will not be there. This will not be a torch passing game, right? But we will see. The beginnings of what we call in the business fear to form in the minds of New England Patriots fans across the country Mm -hmm. because they're going to see for the first time in 20 years, Connor, and the first time in 20 years, they're going to see on the other side of the field a quarterback that is worthy of challenging Tom Brady for the top spot in the AFC East. Now the hell Jets yeah. are the Jets are one and four. Yeah, hell yeah, that's right. <laughs> they the very Jets much are one and four, and they ain't winning the division this year. The Patriots are six and zero already. So just, just, it's, just yeah. Twenty nineteen in the AFC, it's it's obviously it ain't not. happening this year. It's not happening this year. <laughs> but mark my words, folks. Write it down. We're recording. It is 8.13 on Wednesday, October 16th. It is 9.13 on the East Coast. It is 8.13 Central time zone where I am at in Mississippi. 8.13, Wednesday, October 16th. Jesse Finver, co-host of the Jetstream, Gotham Sports Network's official New York Jets (laughs) podcast, said that we're 
where we're getting to see the torch getting passed. It's the, it hasn't been passed yet. I was just saying, you're, 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 you're kind of walking it back. <laughs> no, we're beginning to see the torch getting passed. All right. And we're going to see the beginnings of that on Monday night when Tom Brady is not the best quarterback to have played at MetLife Stadium in week seven. It'll be Sam Darnold. And I will not say that the Jets are going to win this game. Can't. I will, I will not say that. Even if I think that they will, I won't say it. And I don't think that they will. But they will. And Good on you for not making guarantees. Yeah, I ain't it's, guaranteeing anything. It's your famous domain. But at 7.15 p.m. on October 21st, I guess 8.15 for the rest of the you Jets fans. Yeah. But at 7.15 for me, I will be at a bar watching this game, losing my mind with the rest of you, <laughs> and watching Sam Darnold outplay Tom Brady. There's my hot take. It's uh just that just you saying that gave me a chill. If that's if that actually comes to pass, It'll, oh, it, it, it will happen. Yes, and uh, and that's all I got on the Pats this week. I mean, we've talked about them all throughout the podcast. You know, we Sorry, I, 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 we, I wanted to save everything for the end, but like, we how could you not bring it up when this is just this big of a game? Because if if they win this game, Connor, you're two and four. You go to Jacksonville. You're in Florida for two weeks. You get to be in Florida right. for two weeks, which is just great. And if they're smart, they stay in Florida for two weeks. You practice in the yeah, heat, and you, you just chill out in Florida. You know what? You get the, at the Jaguars, which is a, a winnable game. They just traded the best cornerback in all of football, okay? You should win this game against Gardner Minshew, all right? And then you go to the Dolphins. That's a win. You go home against the Giants. You should win that that's, game. Sam Darnold is that's better. A, is, that's is, a that's one of those. That's a dog fight. It's that's always a, it's me a dog fight, but you should win. That's that a game. dog fight. You that's should a win. That, you should yeah. win at the Redskins. And I'm basing this all off the fact that they beat the Cowboys. Okay, one of the best teams True. in the NFL. So you True. should beat the Jaguars. You should beat the Dolphins. You should beat the Giants. You should beat the Redskins. You should beat the Raiders. You should beat the breaks off the Bengals. You should beat the Dolphins again. And then you have three games left. So say they go on a run, right? Say you, all right, you So I'm going to give them a loss this week, right? So you lose to the Patriots. You're 1-5. Then you go, you beat the Jaguars. So you're 2-5. and five. Beat the Dolphins, you're three and five. Beat the Giants, you're four and five. Beat the Redskins, you're five and five. And at that point, anything can happen. If you're five and five, right? Then you get yeah. Bengals, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers, Bills. Outside of the Ravens game, those are all, all the Ravens are obviously did mention, very did good. Did I mention the Raiders? Yes. So you you lose to the Patriots, you're one and five. Then two and five, three and five, four and five, five and five. No, so you're five yeah. and five after the Redskins. Then you have the Raiders at home, the Bengals on the road, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Steelers, and then the Bills. At that point, you have six games left. Right. Anything can happen. Right. You're not going to win. As, those, as, as win. long as, you know, nothing catastrophic happens along the way. I don't think they'll win 10 straight games. No one thinks that no. their team's going to win 10 straight games, but hell. The, the the Indianapolis Colts went one and five last year, and <laughs> they made the playoffs. <laughs> so who showed, anything who can the happen. Knows? <laughs> that's the it's the beauty of sports, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you know the the the, the St. Louis Blues were the worst team in the NHL, and they won the Stanley Cup. The Washington Nationals were <laughs> just, are, were nineteen and thirty one at the end of May, and they're in the world. They're in the goddamn World Series. Okay. 
Anything can happen. The Jets can be one and five. They can make the playoffs, and then who the hell knows? All yeah. right. But let me tell you, you get past this Patriots game, and if you somehow pull out a win, oh god, the season's back on, and it's, it's, it's back on in a it's back, back on in a big way where you are right. where you are a favorite to make the playoffs. They're plus five hundred right now. They're minus a thousand to not make the playoffs right now. But if you beat the Patriots. And you're mm. two and four, and you get the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and then the Ravens, Steelers, Bills. There's nine winnable games on that stretch. That's a, that's a, that's as big of a stretch as the Jets have had in you know years, and the fact that they actually had to go through this gauntlet earlier in the season to get to that stretch, you know. Would have been nice if they were two and three right now. If they had managed to hang on to that Bills game, would be feeling a little better. But you know, getting to that stretch is going to be it's going to make for some exciting football, right? And but, uh, like if you're if you're Atlanta, you're one and five right now. If you're Denver, right. you're two and four. You know, if you're if you're Cincinnati, you're zero oh and six. If you're Jacksonville, you're two and four. The Giants are two and four. Washington's one and five. You know, the Chargers in Tennessee are both 2-4. and Yeah, Miami's 0-6. All these teams, their seasons are over. You know, except for probably the Chargers. Every team I just listed, their season's over. Well, well, maybe not the Giants so much. Not the Cowboys 3-3. The Giants aren't. No, because there's only one. The NFC is so loaded. There's only one team coming out of the NFC East to make the playoffs. And unless Daniel Jones is as good as Sam Darnold is, which I don't think he is, and he doesn't have as good of a weapons around him. Well, he does, he has pretty good weapons. He doesn't have as good of a team around yeah. him. The defense isn't as good as the Jets is. Not even close. The, the Jets, not, yeah. Giants' defense is not good. The Giants' defense is really bad. And the Jets' defense is above average. Yeah. Right? Then you're, you're, you're. I mean, these teams they they have no hope. The Jets they're one and four. And they have hope. For even sure. If they yeah. Lose even if they go one and five, they still have hope because of the schedule that they are. They were they were blessed to have. Right. So that's all I got for the Jets. That was my hot take. The Sam Darnold is going to play better than Tom Brady, and if, if if somehow they eke out a win, then the season's back on. If they lose, the season could still be back on, but you got to take care of business, right? Exactly. You got to win at home, and you got to win. You got to beat the Jaguars and the Dolphins on the road, um, right? But man, I mean, this is just the big. This is the biggest game of the season coming up on Monday night against mm-hmm. against New England. There's no way. There's no other way to put it. What better way to kick it off than with a win? Right. <laughs> all right. That is all I have for Indeed. this week's edition of the Jetstream. If you want to follow Connor, you can do so where? At the NJ Mick. And as I always say, it is because I am Irish and I am from New Jersey. The NJ Mick indeed. And you can follow me at Sports 12 on the Twitter. Um, if you want to listen to any of Gotham Sports podcasts, and we have many, including New York Giants, we- is it weekly or daily? Weekly. Weekly. New York Giants weekly with Ethan and Strauss. Um, we have we have tons of other podcasts. Podcasting and pinstripes. The Yankees are in the ALCS. Yes, podcasting and pinstripes. We have a ton of different podcasts going on. You can listen to those at GothamSN.com and you can also find them on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and I'm missing one, uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. There it is. Uh, anything <laughs> else, Connor, before we head out on this beautiful Wednesday evening? 
God bless Sam Darnold. God fucking bless Sam Darnold. And with that, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Hell yeah, baby. Peace.